Better than Lego. Better than Lego. <laughs> Matthew Jones is in position for a long range shot. He's with it now, Matthew Jones. Here goes the kick from Jones. Yes, everyone, welcome to the Johns Family Podcast. A lot going on in this house at the moment. We'll get to that shortly, but uh, thank you for all our feedback. We get it from all kinds of places, Sweden, England, particularly lots of Wiganers listen to us. Hello to everyone in Wigan. Liverpoolians, uh, a lot of people listening from the USA, Thailand, Vietnam, a lot of Kiwis, a few South Africans, and people right across Australia. So, guys, thank you very much. One concerning thing uh, I'm getting out of the feedback is there seems to be a growing number of listeners telling me that Trish is the star of the podcast. Mm, told you less was more. Uh, yeah, a lot less. Uh, and uh, has got most of the talent in the family. A couple of questions, Trish, before I bring you all in formally. Yeah. Trish, how many tests you played for Australia in rugby league? None today. How many grand finals you've won? I've attended a couple. Yeah, have, how many you've won? Zero. Well, is many... that like the team that I'm supporting on the day? No, no, no. The, how many <laughs> of you, you know, hold the trophy a lot? <laughs> Oh, I have held a trophy. Uh, okay. How many clutch <laughs> grand final uh, field goals you kicked? Yeah, no. I can't uh, kick that's it. How many TV shows you got? Hang uh, on. No. And how many radio awards you won? Do Are they really symbolic, Matt? Well, you Do know, they really I, just indicate think, anything? I just feel really? that I just feel there's Hang on. growing tall poppy syndrome in podcast Did you oh. attend the award show? No, he no, did I didn't. not. No, I didn't attend. It's a bit rude, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Well, I... That's the uh, the radio awards. I never went, and Gus got up and collected the award, and then kept the award. Anyway, <laughs> as I formally introduce you all, if you were a rock and roll band, a rap artist, or a country and western singer, who would you be? Jack, you want to lead off? I went. Uh, I went Silverchair. Oh. Yeah, right. Went, yeah, you know, from Newcastle, associated with members of the Johns family, including Daniel Johns. Yeah, that's right. Nice one, Jack. Yeah, uh, I like it. Cooper. Thanks. Thanks. Hey Matt, I um, I did Billy Joel. And why? Yeah. Uh, because of that story Phil Bailey told us one time where he was walking down the streets of New York and he heard this drunk guy singing New York State of Mind and it was Billy Joel drunk. That's, that's true. That's me. Apparently he likes a tipple. He's my kind of man. <laughs> and what about you, Patricia? I'm the Dixie Chicks. I like what they stand for. Why, why, why would you be the Dixie Chicks? Uh, a little bit of country, a little bit of rock, a little bit of pop. I like it. Now they they were absolutely huge about ten years ago, mm-hmm. and they and they made some statement. They, they made a political statement about George W. Bush, mm. and their heartland is down the southern mm-hmm. part of the USA, and it didn't go over real well. Have they rebounded in that, Trish? Yeah, she actually they wrote a song about that. Actually, it's very good. Mm. Mm. If I was a singer, I'd be Barry Gibb from the Bee Gees. Really? Just Would so, you? Yeah. Just so every day I could go, Trish, <laughs> don't be a cheese sandwich. Yeah, if you were Barry Gibb, I don't know that we'd be together. Like. Jack, can you clean up your roof? <laughs> <laughs> Cooper, what's that nasty rash? <laughs> Welcome to the John's Family Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Coop, give us a bit, give us a bit of Barry. Trisha Johns, could you please get into the kitchen and cook me a pasta? <laughs> Some of that nasty habanera. Oh or another cream based sauce. Uh, do, you know, do you know who you're talking to? I'm Barry freaking Gibb. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Cooper, uh, what's the situation in your world? An AFL player, of course, has tested positive for COVID 19. Has that had any effect on your team day to day routine with the side? Um, we're, we're already pretty well um, in a bit of a lockdown situation, but now it, there's a lot more pressure on us to not slip up. Mm. Um, as the restrictions sort of eased last week uh, for everyone in the NRL bubble, we, we're sort of still in a bit of a – we can't do anything today, so we're mm. a bit more restricted. But um, as as we all know, we're, we're flying up to Sydney today and we're going to be relocating. So, mm. how, how long for any indication? How long you'll be in? Uh, at least two weeks in at the Sydney. moment. Mm. Uh, now three we're going, so it looks like um, we could be going to Queensland or or – Staying in New South Wales at the moment, we're unsure. We'll find out in a few days. Well, we're waiting for government. That sounds delightful, yeah. like a holiday, a little Kentucky cook tour. I know. I can't All right. Good words weather. Out, mate. Good weather. <laughs> yeah, better weather. I'm having conniptions this morning. Um, Coop, uh, I lost to Penrith on Friday night. Craig Bellamy at the post-match press conference looked a little mystified. Um, this is where you normally step up and give a motivational pep up mm-hmm. to the boys. What have you said to the team this week? Along the sort of same lines as I usually do, uh, it's from Belza was he was he was clearly frustrated. He was he was a little bit broken actually when he was doing a speech. He was he just said I don't know what to do, and I sort of come up from behind him. I said I do. <laughs> and, he, uh, 
And uh, well, he so he took a step back, and I put my foot up on the chair, and I just said, "Let me tell you something, you already know. All right, the world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a uh, it's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it'll beat you to your knees if you let it. But it ain't, you know, but it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how you can get hit and keep moving forward. That's what William's done. And uh, yeah, and Dale Finucane, to his credit, he he stood up and slow clapped. <laughs> and, uh, they all joined in in unison. Yeah, oh, and look. I was in the middle, so it was it was a pretty special moment for me. Yeah, good work, mate. We're very very proud. Oh, yeah. Jack uh, Bunny's firing at the moment. Yeah, uh, Cody Walker's return has made all the difference, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. He uh, he makes a massive like difference to the side. He uh, gives them that extra bit of uh, edge and attack. Yeah, brings Latrell into the game a lot more. Yeah, he does. Does gets him nice early ball, um, mate. You often come home from training quite in awe of Cody Walker. What what impresses you about Cody so much, Jack? Uh, probably his consistency at training. Like his he, his decision making um, out the back of different shape and his lateness to some of the uh, some of the plays they put on is just incredible. <laughs> he, he very rarely makes the wrong decision in attack. Mm. But I can I can probably go back to 2018, um, the back end of 2018 when I first joined up. Like he came back real early um, in the preseason, and uh, I remember his first few sessions, he was just putting us young blokes on show. Just yeah. to, him and Sato on that left edge. Just mm. every single session, we'll. We're all, all us young blokes pretty rattled, to be honest. Well, you played back. You've, you've done a few sessions at back row outside, Cody. What's that like? Yeah, it's um, he's, he's different. It's actually a lot different than other halves because he's, he, he's so quick and he's so dynamic with his agility. It's um, Sometimes you've got to be really, mm. you know, you've got to be very careful of... Um, yeah, step, take an ease hole. Yeah, like running into him or, yeah. you know, just got to... Just got to watch him. Got to watch him a bit. Um, Trish, big changes in your world. You went and had corrective surgery on one eye mm. uh, last <laughs> Friday, and at the moment you're waiting for the other eye to be corrected, which is why you're walking around in circles all the time. <laughs> it's caused you a little bit of grief, hasn't it? Yeah, it's a bit weird. Mm. Definitely, and I'm a lot slower. I can feel my brain really struggling. Yeah, I can tell. Even more than usual. Yeah, I can tell that. I Um, keep bumping into things. Yeah. The eye patch was a good look. I noticed that uh, (laughs) there were parrots trying to land on your shoulder. And using terms like, shiver me timbers, is Diddy ready yet? (laughs) Uh, How you feel, mate? Getting over it? I'm just being patient, waiting for it to improve. Well, that's good, mate. Um, to my, I've now for people that don't know, uh, if you if I'm sounding a little, a little short and irritable, as in short as in short as in not as height short, as okay. in temper, um, temperament. That's a given. It's it's because Snapchat. I'm on a fasting diet. Okay, guys, no need, to, <laughs> no, no need to keep putting the boot in. I'm on a fasting diet. No, um, but you are short in stature. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Right. But not short in humor and humor and personality. And there's other things that aren't that short either. Um, but I'm on a fasting diet, which means uh, the only thing I can put in my mouth is water. Now, it was Fletch's idea, and Fletch, Sam, Gordy, and I, and Hindy as well, since Sunday night, we had a huge Chinese meal, and since then, we haven't eaten. Now, I've got six Has hours. Has anyone cracked yet? Um, Fletcher's mate Beast, the Beast of Maroubra. He's a big man beast. He lasted four hours. <laughs> he cracked. But we're, we've got six hours to go. You jumped on board, Trish, for 15 minutes. Yeah, you? I couldn't. Yeah. Um, Actually, what, when reason. you first meal back, what's it going to be? What do you reckon? Tonight we're having roast. Ro- Baked chicken and salad, right? Yes. Something like right. we don't want to expand that belly once mm. it's shrunk. I was expecting a bit of uh, the dirty bird from you. Oh, the dirty bird. Be careful. KFC's a sponsor of our Southern <laughs> Ice Show. Don't piss them off. But uh, the mornings are easy. If you ever do that fasting diet, it's got to be 72 hours. The morning mornings are easy. You get up in the morning and you swipe, uh, you're sweet. It's about 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I think that's got something to do with your blood sugar levels, isn't yes. it? Yes. And last night, last night was the toughest night I've had. Um, very, very difficult. Thanks, guys. Oh. Um, so we should jump in. Do you, yeah. you know, I did the 40-hour famine once mm. in my life when I was a kid. <laughs> and I started on a Friday afternoon. And within two hours, my mum was trying to smuggle food into my bedroom. Oh, she really? was she was beside herself. She <laughs> could not you, cope. Did well. you make it? I did. I did. Mm, well done. But once again, just for our listeners uh, who can't see Dad, Dad is very short in stature. Thanks, mm. Coop. Okay. Hey, mate, listen, <laughs> yeah. I lo- Trish loves every four foot six of me, mate. Um, a question um, on that. If you could if you could order for your last meal, hypothetically, if you're about to get the electric chair and said, okay, here's your last meal, what would you order, Trish? Oh, do you know, I'm kind of thinking that if I was about to be killed like mm. in that very nasty fashion, 
um, my appetite may be somewhat challenged. Mm. So I'm thinking I wouldn't really want to eat. In fact, I might even go so far to, as to start a hunger strike so that the humanitarians come on board and maybe stay, give me a stay of execution. That, that, that answer so went somewhere thought? I didn't think it was going to yes, go. I didn't either. Did I think about it too much? It started off, I thought you were going to say maybe a zinger burger and it went to hunger, <laughs> hunger strike. Humanitarians. Yeah. I'm a complex person. You certainly are. Cooper? Uh, just before we start, can I ask what I'm what I'm being electrocuted for? Yeah, jaywalking. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, uh, I'd probably go down to Alimentos and get a uh, a feed from down at our local Italian. Oh, you oh do love mate, those good boys, to drive. I tell you what, you love it. For, you're wearing all your free stuff today, mate. You're very good. Yes, it's on people to road collar all Just letting people know, excellent pasta and delicious pizzas. Hello to Mario and the boys. What about you, Jacko? Uh, I was going for a succulent Chinese meal. Hard to beat the Chinese meal. We had it as our last meal the other night, and um, it's one of those (laughs) things we were just um, gorging in, and you finish, and you just have this little downer. Poor old uh, Hindy as well. He gets really... He, he, gets, he does. That's melancholy, doesn't he? He gets really melancholy after he eats yeah, and so. after he drinks too much. Uh, sorry, after... So I'm yeah. thinking, oh, like, tonight he might be feeling amazing because <laughs> he's not he, eaten for three days. He may be. He may be. We'll have to give him a call and yeah, find out how he's travelling. So. Um, I'd have two quarter pounders, <laughs> three cheeseburgers, <laughs> large fries... And a vanilla thick shake. Oh. Wow, <laughs> mate! Um, that lec- by the way, every little bit I'm of salivating. I haven't got rabies. I'm actually salivating. <laughs> yes, um, just give we give people tips on this uh, on this podcast. Tip coming out: uh, the DMAs, which is a fantastic band from the inner west of Sydney, New T- Newtown, Erskineville boys. They got their third studio album about to be released, and they actually. Um, I had to listen to it. Uh, it's awesome. It's called The Glow. The first single that's going to be out is called The Glow. And they'll be appearing on our Sunday night with Matty John show to launch the single and the album. Uh, these guys, if you haven't heard of them, huge success in the UK. Recently toured with Liam Gallagher. And uh, as I said, I've had four listens already, and I think it is exceptional. Uh, so The Glow by the D- uh, DMAs, out in a week or two. Make sure you get it. Mate, I was watching a TV show a couple of nights ago, and... Um it was like their their artists in their home doing cover songs. Yes, and uh, the DMAs come on. They did a cover of "Better Be Home Soon." How good it is it? Outstanding. Yeah, that's very it outstanding. It is outstanding. It's one of the best cover versions of anything I've ever heard. And they also yeah, did a great version of Cher's "Believe." And that's, uh, that's probably what they were. Uh, they did on Triple J's "Like yeah, a Version," and yes. I think it's what they're most known for uh, the last few years. Because mm-hmm. I know uh, my old roommates, Tommy Starling and uh, Curtis, like they were the biggest fans ever. DMAs. Yeah, yeah. yeah, a couple of Coast Lads, they loved them. Yeah, they had a big album out, uh, Hill's End, and uh, it was very, very good. And Trisha's right, they've got they've got that Oasis Britpop sound. Um, the lead singer, Tommy, his parents are actually born in Liverpool. It's funny how all that, that mm. great music all goes back to Liverpool and Manchester. Uh, but this album is slightly different. It was produced by a guy, called, a guy called Stuart Price. He produced some of the Killers album. He produced New Order, um, Pet Shop Boys... Madonna, and this album's got a little bit more electro pop to it, but it's it's really good. Go out and get it. Uh, DMA's The Glow. Um, guys, it's top five combined time. A little bit different this one. It's the songs of Eminem and Stevie Wonder. <laughs> Coop, do you want to lead off? Can they collaborate? What a, what a weird combination. <laughs> it is a weird combination. Yep. Uh, number five, I had Sing for the Moment, Eminem. Mm-hmm. Do you know that one? You don't yeah, yeah, no, it's good, you, mate. Continue. I don't know it. Give us a little tune, Coops. It's got, it's, it's got the Dream On. It's like Dream oh. On Aerosmith. It's got that tune. Yeah, oh, it's a bit of a... Yeah, right. Did you just do... You just made me sound like a Swedish chef. <laughs> yeah, what else, Coops? Uh, without Me, Eminem. Yep. Uh, Superstition. Great song. Stevie, Stevie Wonder. Yep. Uh, Stan, Stan by Eminem. You know that one? Yep, yeah, Dino. Yeah. Yep. No, you don't. Yeah, you yeah don't. I do. Uh, and for once in my life, Stevie Wonder, number one. Very nice, Coops. Very nice. Love you. What about you, <laughs> Love you. Jack? Um, I've gone uh, number five, Stan, Eminem. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four, Superstition, Stevie Wonder. Number three, Lose Yourself, Eminem. Number two, Master Blaster, Stevie Wonder. And mm-hmm. number one, Without Me, 
Eminem. Yeah, very good. That's a, that's a, me and Cooper used to love that growing up. Yeah, We've, that's a real boys chant song. Mm. Actually, I, tell you what, I, we got a bit of feedback. I got some over the weekend with the top fives this week, actually. My mate, Jaden Marfu, a uh, listener of the podcast, he actually reckons we're very alternative. He, he always says that we, uh, he believes that we avoid the best songs. For example, a couple of weeks ago, we had the... Elton John and might have been David Bowie. I'm not sure. Yes, it was. And uh, we had a, we all had an Elton John song at number one, but none of us chose Rocket Man. He was yeah. disgusted. It's oh. one of those things. I think you need a little bit of Jaden. S- it's personal opinion. Yes, it is. Uh, Jaden, go get a yeah. bucket of ice cream. Dip your head in it three times and pull it out twice, mate. Um, oh. No, he's good. We know Marfa. He's very he's nice. A lovely boy. boy. Lovely for yes, of course he is. Sometimes, uh, <laughs> but I think sometimes those songs you hear all the time. You, you need a bit of separation from yeah. them. And sometimes it's just songs that mean a little bit of something to you because of a particular point in your life or yeah. Actually, whatever. Radio stations can hammer them. Like uh, Triple M used to hammer Pearl Jam's Alive. It ruined it for me. Yeah. Mm. Oh, mate, don't worry. I worked on there. Yes. And all of a sudden they go, oh, here's a song we haven't played for a while. From the Foo Fighters. Uh-huh. Or the <laughs> other one we used to have Van Halen Jump. Mm. Where you're having a bad day. You go, God, can life get any worse? <laughs> yeah, it can. Nickelback. <laughs> Jump. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, jump. Go to jump. Cut <laughs> oh, on Panama. By that, the song oh, goes no. for eight minutes. Panama. <laughs> Panama. Oh. What about oh. you, Patricia? Okay, number five, I've got Uptight, Everything is All Right by mm-hmm. Mr. Stevie Wonder. Um, then at my number four, I've got For Once in My Life. And then three. <laughs> oh, hang on, boy, she's auditioning again. <laughs> Three, I've got As. As? Yeah, that George Michael then later redid. Oh, so it's a Stevie Wonder song? Yeah. How's it spelled? Never heard it. Oh, As, A-S. Is yeah. <laughs> in Hot As and Cool As? Just Google it, Matt. Just Google um, it. Why don't you uh, give us a rundown? I've never heard it. Give us a quick... Uh... Oh, I can't. I can't think of it right Oh, geez, you went good with the other one. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Sounds like someone's gone and into their shell a little bit. number two, I've got um, Eminem with Rihanna, Love the Way You Lie. Mm-hmm. And number one, I've got Stan with Dido. Wow, Stan seems like it's mm. uh, getting a bit of traction. <laughs> uh, okay, this is one people are waiting for. Here's mine. Uh, <laughs> higher Ground, um, Stevie Wonder, not the Red Hot Chili Poppers. Oh, sorry, Coop, Chili Poppers. <laughs> guys, I ha- someone's a little hungry. Guys, I haven't oh. eaten for 66 hours. <laughs> <laughs> the boss man's getting a little hungry. Um yeah, Red Hot Chili Peppers version of High Ground. I'm going to go for the Stevie Wonder version. Number four, um, a song that uh, um, Eminem did with Rick Rubin, Berserk. Uh, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, I don't know. Tell you what, didn't see, did not see that coming. Yeah, Could you give us a little tune of that, Mister? Da, 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 da. Oh, oh no, my god, now you sound like a radiator song. Like a... Yeah, it's good. It's Boz, sounds like Boz Skaggs. <laughs> little was the boat that day left the shop. Number three, uptight. Uh, by Stevie Wonder. Number two, Without Me, of course. Yes. Very good song. Number one, Living for the City, Stevie Wonder. Okay, the guys. That was good. I'll wait for nods. No, it was well, good. Give me a little bit of a I'm down it down in Harlem. Oh, no, it, oh, sorry. Yeah, it's hard when you It's just... hard enough. Hard enough for in the city. city. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Oh, and in tune. Yeah, right. Yeah, any tune will do, Trish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just want to say uh, the funeral of Noel Kelly happened on Friday. It was a beautiful service, really good, befitting a great man. Uh, lots of rugby league royalty there, people I haven't seen for a long, long time. A fellow called Johnny Gray. Uh, you boys and younger listeners on the podcast wouldn't know who Johnny Gray was. He is just – Johnny Gray is a beautiful bloke. Um but an amazing sporting story and background. Johnny Gray played uh, uh, rugby union for England at the same time he was playing county cricket in England, which is a very high standard. And I think he had a pretty decent level in soccer as well. Then he got bought by the Wigan Rugby League Club. He went to, uh, he went to Wigan, then got bought, bought by North Sydney, went to Manly, then back to North. And he was the first ever guy to bring round-the-corner kicking to, to Australia in rugby union and rugby league. So uh, wow. Johnny Gray, lovely guy. But remember last week I told a story about Noel Kelly. Again, one of the, I think, the toughest guy in the toughest era ever of rugby league where he had the, the fastest send-off in a test match until Adrian Morley did. He knocked out that New Zealand player with one punch, you know, with a hook. Yeah, yeah. Now, there's, with most Noel Kelly stories, there's always a part two. And the part two of this one is Noel Kelly gets sent off in this game at the SCG. He walks into the shed 
and there's a bloke, there's a thief in there rummaging through the Australian team's bags. Hmm. So Noel knocked him out as well. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have thought it too. Like he's one of the nicest. I used to serve him down at the beach club back in the day, back in 2016 when I worked there. He's the nicest guy ever. Always come up with a smile and said g'day. He's yeah, just a real a, gentleman. A beautiful guy. Yeah. So once again, uh, to Chris and the family, our condolences. Guys, just quickly here. It's just come <laughs> to my mind. I just saw, you know, thinking about the beautiful job and the beautiful way that the family – um, sent off net. I, I couldn't help but wonder if you guys, if you know something happened to me, goddamn, struck by lightning tomorrow. Would you put as much thought and effort into farewelling me? Of course, Matthew. But it's very hard. Like obviously, we'd be very grief stricken, and so these things are best planned ahead. Yeah, well, I, I was, was going to say, like, it's, it'd be hard with you. It, it would be hard with you because I. I, I strike you. Of course, everyone's going to be uh, upset and sad. And, that's going to be the vibe. You strike me as the sort of guy, Dad, that you know, you'd know you like it to have a sense of humour to it. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, I don't want people laughing at my funeral. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you seem like the sort of guy that halfway through the funeral did jump out of the coffin. <laughs> no, surprised. but I get that. What do you, wait, what do you reckon? Well, okay, let me ask you this. Right, I'm going to, who, who would you get as my six pallbearers? Guys, like Trish, you want to lead off on that? Oh, I think, well, the boys, Jack and Coops, mm. Brian and Bales, and then your brother, if you would do it. Oh, no, please. <laughs> please, let me tell you something about Andrew. Andrew is the bride at every wedding and the corpse at every funeral. Joey, even in my grandest moment of being carried he, out with he'll music blaring, he would have to be the centre of attention some way. Uh, um, okay, so, I'll put him in. Uh, and Crowey. Steve Crow. Yeah. What about you boys? Put any thought into this? I, I had, um, yeah, I had a lot of thought actually. I've already, got, I had a list written down already. Um, I had me and Jack. Okay. Jack and I. Um, Jeez. Yep, thanks. Um, and then I had Kenty and Mick Ennis oh. in the middle. <laughs> okay. Because they'd be fighting. It will, it will be a sad affair. <laughs> I just had that because I hope, I hope they'd be arguing on the way down and then we drop you. Okay. Um, Great. And oh, then I had. Yeah. And then at the front, I had Chris Farley and Sting. Well, Chris really? Farley's dead himself, <laughs> and mate, and oh, Sting. Sorry, I, I, I will say this: if Sting does appear at my funeral, I swear to God, <laughs> I will haunt you guys for the rest of your miserable lives. Jack, have you? Could you, off the top of your head, come up with some? I just went uh, Bales, Brian, Cooper, and I, uh, Uncle Joe, and if it was tomorrow, I'd get Gaz. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Uh, what about usually there's three speeches at a funeral? Who, you know, who would you get to pay tribute to my remarkable life? Okay. Well, what? I can I can I go? If you want to. Um, I group people well, you, together. You've already started. I think it's a real... <laughs> yeah, sometimes you just got to try and get ahead. Um, uh, I'd like Cooper and Jack to speak together because obviously to, they'd be to, so, so traumatised and upset that they should support one another if they broke down. Yeah. I thought that'd be nice. I'm just looking at Cooper. There's a smile on his face. I don't know. Yeah, if he's, he's, he's laughing. I Jack get the feeling. The they, I did think when I was at the funeral. I thought, you know what? Because Noel's son was so destroyed. I thought, would if Cooper was up there? I just <laughs> think that somehow he'd hold it all together. Anyway, sorry, <laughs> Cooper and Jack. Um, so Cooper and Jack together, and then um, I thought Brian and Bales together. Right. Okay. Would do something nice. Yep. Sure. And then, it's the last person I picked, Ray Martin. Oh. <laughs> Actually, he was in the South Head, uh, South, before all the coronavirus hit. He was in it just after the f- second trial. He was in it at the South Headquarters, yeah, came in, a say, big, South. big South guy, yeah, came and in and said g'day to everyone. Yeah, such a nice everyone. man. Very nice guy. Actually remembered... And he- Actually, remember, came up and said, G'day, how are you? I was like, Oh, yeah, how are oh, you? Did he do? Yes, I remember your old man trying to rip my uh, my fake wig off at Channel yeah. 7. Was it Channel 7? He was that? Channel 9. Channel 9. Mm. Still the one. Um, <laughs> mate, do you know how old Ray Martin is? Have a guess. I reckon oh, he's a fair ha- age. Ha- just I'll, I'll, I'll go late 60s. Ooh, ooh. 75. Bump it up. Wow. Yeah. Jeez, he holds it well. Yeah, really well. Doesn't he? Does. he? he does. But he's a nice man. You've had a lot to do with him over the years. And it'd be really hard because you have so many people in. Sort of the me. entertainment sport He'll, industry, yeah, some, who you'd ask. Yeah. So I thought he's distant enough to be. Mm. He'd be very yeah, appropriate. Mm. Yeah, mm. I yeah think. he would be. Yeah. He's a lovely man. Him or Ken Sutcliffe. 
The podcast Faith on Trial looks into Hillsong, both in Australia and the U.S., and takes both the listener and hosts on unexpected twists and turns in the story of Brian Houston and the singing preachers. There are two incidents involving Pastor Brian. The Australian journalists uncovered a litany of alleged criminal behavior in the megachurch. Financial gifts were being given to the leaders of the church. Listen to Faith on Trial Hillsong ad-free on Crimex Plus us on Apple Podcasts today or wherever you get your podcasts. Yes. Oh, yeah? Um, Richard Wilkins. <laughs> oh. Music's important, guys. Music is vital um, at a uh, funeral to set Wait, the I, I, Hang on, the hang boys on. would like uh, to say. Um, sorry. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Are you, are you trying to skip us? Yeah, we, we, no, no, go for it. Go on if you must. <laughs> Uh, uh, I, I had myself. I do a speech. I did, Jack didn't make the cut. Jack wouldn't oh. be speaking. Yeah, um, I didn't expect to. Don't Jack worry. speaks beautifully. Well, Thanks, sometimes. Uh, Thanks. Trish. I had then. Then um, Joey would come in after me. Well, let me tell oh. you, there. I'm going to stop you there. No, he wouldn't, because he would get up and start doing some of Joey's zingers. When Joey gets up, we do public. You know, we do get do some talks together at luncheons. One thing about Joey. You, you know, I might tell a bit of a dirty story or something, and, but you've got to do it with a certain amount of timing. That's disgusting. Timing timing allows you a little bit of scope. I always – I don't leave Joey alone because his timing – like if I do something and it's got a bit of a you know a bit of a sneaky catch in, I'll go, and he went, da-da, and went bang, and people, ah-ha, I had a bit of a laugh. Joey goes, and boom, and they go, oh. <laughs> so recently we're doing one. And I said to Joey, I was dying for the I said, like, you, you just do this story when I go to the toilet. I'm in the toilet. That's staring at the urinal right here. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> and who's the other one, Coop? Oh, I guess it's uh, just Julio. Hang on. Oh, oh. oh no way. Jo- okay, Joey. don't take it this week, please. Just, okay. Is, you can call is, him is later. Is it even allowed with Channel 9? Uh, I think, I think we'll do this one. No. Hey, mate, how you going? <laughs> he hung up. He's hung that. He hung up. He does that all the time. Well, you know what he's like. Mate, he, he gives his attention about, span is. He gives you about four what? rings mm. and hands up. Sorry, Coop, the last one. Uh, Julio Iglesias. Julio. Mate, mate, I tell you what, me and Trish went to a Julio Iglesias concert a couple of years ago, didn't we? No. Yeah, we did. You just made that up. No, no, no. What you're supposed to say there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I let me told do, you I can't lie. Let's do it. I'll yeah, yeah, oh, make yes. Yeah, uh, hey, let's I'll do it, do it again. with you. I'll okay. do it. I'll uh, do it. I, me and Trish went to a Julio Iglesias concert last year, and I think he's coming out this year, Julio. Uh, isn't it Julio? No, no, it's Julio. I think he comes out in hula hula. <laughs> you can jump in now, Trish. I said to you before, Trish, don't step on my taglines. Mate. It was a joke. Uh, oh, <laughs> you're a little slow on the uptake. Must be that eye again. Uh, what about you, Jack? Uh, you, know, you know what's funny? I was I was trying to set you up for it. Mm. I was, but I I actually thought his name was Julio. So I was trying to set it up by saying Julio. People out there, you see what I'm living with? I'll tell you another one. I'm going to say uh, um, Coolio. Actually, no, there's no other way to say Coolio. Gangster Sulio. I'm going to go so Sulio. I think he's coming out. And Sul- When's Sulio coming out, Coop? There's no month with C in it, is there? No, no, but you say, no, it's Coolio. And I'll say, no, 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 he's coming out in September. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Oh. Um, I was going to look. What so you could have used, I, I saw that coming. I could have participated in that oh, one. Anyway. <laughs> you like that person who sits on the grandstands, Trish, saying, I could do that. I could. <laughs> Now all I right, do that right. with cooking shows and food. Okay, guys. I've got your tribute to you. i got your tribute to you. All right. I went number one, Carney, Brian, because mm. he can talk well and uh, he's got plenty of stories. He's got plenty of crack. I went number say. two. I went Cooper. I did go get because oh. Cooper's a cold fish. Like, Cooper get up there and tell a really dirty joke about Dad and you can just tell the people at the funeral just go, oh. Oh, mate. Hey, we just got a text from Joey. I'm over your way. How about lunch? How about no? <laughs> okay, and then third, I went Uncle John. Because <laughs> I, I thought it would be a bit of an inside joke with you. You'd like sort of just go, you'd appreciate yeah. like that. I, I, As we said last week, Uncle John is Trisha's brother. Let me tell you something, Jack. If you want the service to go six hours, <laughs> he's the perfect guy. Uh, you, just, know, you know what's funny, Dad? Yeah, I, uh, have a go. We played... We played. It is, I hope it's funny. Um, we played uh, Penrith on the weekend at Sevens, and I uh, seen Kevin Kingston there. Oh yes, and uh, he came up to me and said, "Mate, I'm loving the uh, John Magno stories in the podcast." <laughs> well, there you go. Hello to Kevin Kingston, who's good mates with Rick. 
um, the boy's yep. cousin. So he's ah. a good fellow, Kevin Kingston. Very good. I'll tell you some stories about Kevin later. No, I'm only joking. <laughs> what about now, Trish? Yeah. Guys, I'm just going to put this in your court. Just quickly, let's run through. the uh, Songs are so important. What yeah. are the three songs at the funeral? Okay, well, I couldn't limit it to three. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we'll have, a lot of, we'll have a lot of long video um, photograph tribute, so we'll cover it with the songs. Okay, Up in the Sky, Oasis. Hey, okay. you, up in the sky, because you'll be that's there, a little, right? <laughs> little upbeat, but anyway. Okay, and then... <laughs> Maybe Down Under. Maybe I've gone there. <laughs> and then um, Dancing With Myself, Billy Idol. Uh, that song is about masturbation, Trish. <laughs> now, we all heard is about it? my story. Yes, it is about masturbation. <laughs> Uh, fitting, it's fitting, uh, man. Yeah, it's very yeah. fitting. Yeah, you're right. I, I was going to go with "Wind Beneath My Wings," but <laughs> please don't, please don't. Another one bites the dust. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, see, that's another one that would bring smirks to people's faces. Okay, but seriously, as we're carting you out, um... sorry, sorry, as you cart, <laughs> just carting you. Am out. I a carcass? <laughs> Better be hooked on it. Anyway. I'm thinking the scientist, the Willie Nelson version, which I know you're very fond of, and he's beautiful. Yes. He can, See? I, okay, I'm good in there. I think Willie Nelson's coming out. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Cooper? Yeah. Uh, I had better days. <laughs> well, like, you're right there. Seen, seen, seen better days. Um, and then I only had – and then I had opportunity because it's like an opportunity for me to, uh, like, step up and take – overthrow you. Oh. And what are you – are you sort of some benevolent dictator? It's, um, so, I, what's opportunity? I don't even know that song. Yeah, who's, who's it? Pete about? Murray. Pete Murray. Yeah. And then I had time, time of my life. Like, oh, oh my God. so that's another song for you. Okay. Yeah. Right Jacka. Dirty dancing. Uh, I've gone uh, number one. I went half the world away. Oasis. There you go. There I can go. rely on you for a bit of taste. No worries, Cobber. Uh, Number two, I went Sweat by Snoop Dogg. Oh. <laughs> you were saying? Yeah. I don't mind Snoop, but it doesn't know he's appropriate for my... And number one, your favourite song of all time, I went Tinder Turner, Simply the Best. Oh. I love I'm I love pretty it. sure, as I'll be overseeing most of the funeral yeah. arrangements, that song will not be played. Yeah. I like I love Tina Turner, but I just it's a little cheesy. <laughs> They're going, just simply the best. <laughs> better than all the rest. Now, um... Just finally, guys, and this is getting me a little down, but where, where would you – have you thought about where you may sprinkle my ashes? Oh, sinking on my cereal. Oh, my God. <laughs> is that cannibalism? Keep a little bit of you with me. Okay, Coop, what about you? Uh, I, I had the, the dog bowl. Oh, oh Charlie's going to eat him. Yeah. Okay. Oh, seeing I a could, common theme. I could live with that. The only or, thing is – Well, ha- actually – the kitty litter, because that's where Charlie eats shit anyway. Yes, she does sometimes. That's right, for people at home. Our cat shits in the litter and our dog is good enough to eat it. Um, Jack, if we don't get to it first. Uh, I was just going to – I was thinking about taking you like the Grand Canyon or something nice like that. Oh, okay, put me in a plane, take me overseas and just throw me in a foreign place. Oh, great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ah, oh, great, boys. Yeah. You don't want guys, him closer? Guys, I, I'm really looking forward to dying. We really appreciate oh, you. Where, where would you – yeah. Where would you like us yeah, to be? Yeah, fair. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Take me to Newcastle. Sprint me on... Meriwether Beach. Pl- Dixon? No. But so, 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 why so. do you want to be there when we're here? <laughs> Sorry, let it well, the, Andrew, the Andrew John stand. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you giant turd. No. Sprinkle me um, the place where I've been so many times, just across the trial-on at Marathon Stadium. <laughs> it's yeah, McDonald right. Jones now. Oh, please, Jack. <laughs> Must we... Anyway, just picking picking apart. Let's you know. Let's move away from my funeral. Um, best and worst. Best and worst films of Ben Stiller. Go on, Trish. Um, I'm going to pick Meet the Parents as my best, and the worst is Zoolander. I haven't oh, actually wow. even watched it. I've seen oh. bits of it, and I just go, can't do it. Uh, I'm a bit like the Zoolander. There's a lot of people that love Zoolander. I, yeah, I, I don't mind. I don't like the Zoolander too, but I didn't mind it back in the day. What I tell you, Meet the Parents. Was good, but some of those after ones, Little Foggers and that, were just yeah. I didn't. What about you, Jacko? Uh, didn't like so I was, I went dodgeball, but I tell you what, I've thrown Happy Gilmore in there only because I think that's his greatest ever character. Happy Gilmore in Happy ben Gilmore, Stiller. he's yep. He's got the uh, the guy that runs the nursing home. He's oh, Hal. Oh, he's Hal. mean. And, um, you know, yeah. uh, you know uh, can I have a glass of warm milk? You can have a glass. <laughs> shut the hell up. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. You can have yeah, a glass yeah. shut the hell up. Uh, 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it, uh, that's I, his best character. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. You know, he's, you know, the old lady's going up and she's going, my hands hurt. And he goes, well, your back's going to hurt because you're, <laughs> you're on yard duty. Yeah, yeah. What was your number one again? Is that it? That was that was my best yeah. for him. And then my worst was uh, the Not at the Museum trilogy. Yeah. Did you know there was a trilogy? No, I didn't. I, I saw them. Yeah. I didn't mind We the all saw the first one, but I don't, I don't think many people know it's a trilogy. Yeah. What about you, Coops? Well, thanks to Jack, he, he had to name two movies. I had Dodgeball, so thanks <laughs> yeah. for taking my one, Jack. Yeah. Uh, great movie, Vince Vaughn, outstanding. And uh, I had Night at the Museum 3, to, to specify one. Uh-huh. It, was, it was a huge cop-out. It was horrible. It was like the worst movie I've ever seen. I've gone, uh, well, the obvious, I've gone there's something about Mary. When he comes, he's got worldwide <laughs> yeah, sort of good. recognition. It's just a great movie. Some great characters it, in it as well. It's made men, um, men be careful of pulling their zipper up for a generation. Oh, that's mm. one of the great scenes. Hey, come and have a look at what this dipshit just did. <laughs> and that's why men should wear you underwear, know, Matthew. Yeah. You know what? That happened to me one time in a different scenario. Did it? How? Do you want to hear it? Yeah. I, I was in the gym doing weighted chin-ups. Okay. And uh, yeah, yeah, our, gym, our, gym, our gym guy, Dan DePasqua, um, put the belt on me. And as I went to do my first chin-up, it bounced up and the clip of the, the belt locked onto my uh, Jets crackers oh, and man. and ripped it. And oh. then it was like it bleeding. It's more common so, than you think. Yeah, right. Yeah, I had to go get – the doc had to come in and give me this cream. Right. Oh. You know, when I played junior football, a guy accidentally grabbed me on the scrotum. I thought it was accidental. Um, and uh, tore it. I had to get – Tore your scrotum? Yeah, you got seven stitches in my oh. scrotum. It's pretty good. that You only yeah. put three in a chaff bag. Uh, um, you, know, you, know, you know what's you know what's good thing uh, for me and you both. Uh, the pain went away, but the swelling stayed. <laughs> good one, mate. Any more zingers for you? Mind uh, something about Mary. My worst is the Royal Tenenbaums. Now, when you watch it, oh, did you even watch it? Yeah, I saw it at the yeah, movies. I couldn't do it. So we went to movie theater the night before a match with the team. And the cinema was packed because everyone had the expectation. It's an all-star cast. And I don't know whether I was turning up expecting too much or expecting a different kind of film because when I watch it now, it's not too bad. But at the time, it was horrendous. And the whole movie theatre is just sitting there saying nothing. In fact, the biggest laugh of the whole night was when one of my teammates went, this is fucking shit. (laughs) And the whole cinema burst in laughter. Because it was a massive cast. It was a massive Massive cast. Massive cast, It was a... Where do you go in the toilet, eh? Uh, Uncle Joey's downstairs. Oh, Jesus. Here we go. The eighth immortal. Yeah, he's texting me then saying, here. And I went, what? And he goes, I'm out the front. Is he? What's he doing? He's, he's urinating downstairs. <laughs> oh, not, not, well, not on the carpet, I hope. <clears throat> uh, I don't know. No. Hey, Andrew, yeah. come upstairs. You're able to. Yeah, I'm going to make a call. Sorry to inconvenience you in my house. <laughs> I will admit, I'm just going to make a call. Sorry, what did he say? Oh, I don't know. It's just gibberish anyway. That's time for Patty on the Punt, Trish, your success and failures oh. this week gambling. Well, thank you to all of the listeners who reminded us all and sent some messages through that Witherspoon was racing on Saturday and we were all winners. We were. Which was very nice. Written by Huey Bowman. Fantastic. Yeah. Yep. Um, and apart from that... I've been fairly quiet betting this week because my uh, funds in my TAB account are a little low. Yes, so guys, if you're out there. Um, so I just got to wait. Now, tournament. Till I have a win. Yeah, tournament elimination time. Trish, I'm going to go to you on this one. Mm-hmm. It's a str- great Australian films. Sure. Let's lead off. Moulin Rouge or Strictly Ballroom? Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge or Two Hands? Oh, I did like Two Hands. <laughs> two Hands. Two Hands or Wolf Creek? Two Hands. You don't like serial killers? No. Uh, Okay. Uh, Two hands of Crocodile Dundee. (laughs) Two hands. That's not a movie. This is a movie. (laughs) Two hands or Priscilla, Queen of the Desert? Uh, Priscilla. Okay. Priscilla or Gallipoli? Priscilla. Priscilla or Mad Max? Priscilla. Priscilla or The Castle? The Castle. The Castle or Picnic at Hanging Rock? The Castle. The Castle or Chopper? The Castle. Okay. The Castle. Or Muriel's Wedding. The Castle. Oh, there you go. Nice one. Okay, listen to a question uh, from David at Yowie Bay. Jack, who's your pick of all the Cooper's mates and who's the biggest dropkick? And Cooper, same applies to you. Jack, so did you say your pick? That's... Who do you select as his best and who's the biggest dropkick? Oh, wow. Oh. Um, That's his not very best... well-meaning. His best, I go Harry Grant. He's uh, his old roommate there. He's kicking uh, goals. He's number four in the Dally M's. Doing well, isn't he? Mm. Uh, and then... Oh, it, it's a hair. I, th- I think I'll go drink, Scotty Drinkwater 
but his good mate Finn Heath's just behind him. Yeah, right. Oh. Scotty Drinkwater, when he came as, up. As drop kicks. Yes, yes. yes. Um, when Scotty Drinkwater came, when you brought him up to the house in the off season, he came, and he's a great guy, Drinky. But uh, Drinky likes the drinky sometimes. When, when, when Drinky has two drinkies, Drinky's a little drunky. And uh, he was standing there, he'd had two drinks, and Drinky was. <laughs> He's better going to town. I said, hey, Drinky, you just, I don't know, mate, if you're going to town, they'll let you in. Mate, let me in. He said, how many you had? He said, two. I went, oh, my God. He came back about three hours later. I said, what are you doing back, Drinky? They wouldn't let me in anyway. <laughs> Told you so. Remember, remember your formal coup, your mate Finn? Uh, they had their formal. And <laughs> Finn, Finn, Finn rocked up. Um, rocked up with a, with a carton of drinks and goes, yep, uh, mate, could you just put it, um, could I just put this in your car? Because I was driving them to their pre's. Yeah. And, um, I go, yeah, no worries, threw my keys, I go, the car's out the front. He's gone out the front, he must have pressed the keys and just ignored the lights and he's gone straight to the right, about 20 metres away is the neighbour's blue car and he's put him in the neighbour's car. <laughs> so he's walked in, he's walked in, I've gone, yeah, sweet. And he goes, yeah, no worries, right, the blue one, right? I've gone, no, no. put it in the, the neighbour's car. So the neighbour's car must have been open. And he goes, I'll be back in a minute. And he's, he's had to go out and put <laughs> oh, it back. Mate. He's a gorgeous guy. It's a shame it wasn't the old alcohol down the road. He would have loved it. <laughs> uh, what about you, Coops? Uh, I had the best of Jack's mates was uh, uh, Jaden Marfu. We were talking about before. We yeah. love Jaden. Um, although he's, he's very stingy. Every time I'm in town <laughs> and I see him, he makes me buy him drinks. He's good with his money, uh, Jaden. Yep, and then drop kicks. I'm not going to name him, but uh, he's a massive drop kick. Uh, he once we were out at uh, Manly Wharf Bar, and he ripped my button-up shirt, and I tried to fight him. Oh, <laughs> Harry Grant. No. no. Who was no. that? Come on, name him. Yeah, uh, name him. Name him. Ah, oh, yes, I know who it was. It was uh, Tom, Tom Leach. <laughs> Tom Leach. Yes. Mm. Yeah, Tommy Leach. Leach. Yeah, hello to the Leach family. This one, direct Insta message. I couldn't find who it came from, but I liked it. Was asked to the family. Uh, asked the family. Who are the? Th- what are your three favourite beaches on the east coast of Australia? Well, I've gone Baruby Point and Port Stephens. Had a lot of great memories of that growing up. Freshwater Beach here on the northern beaches, and Whitehaven Beach in North Queensland. Remember we went there, Trish? That was yeah, amazing. That was in an fact, amazing day. We're about the only people on the beach, yeah. so uh, I got nude. How to swim. Did you actually? Yeah, I did. Yeah, he did. Got my uh, got the old fella out and threw myself in the ocean. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> right, Jake? Uh, I've gone uh, Curl Curl. Beach here yep. on the northern beaches. Uh, then I've gone Merriweather Beach up in Newcastle, and I've gone the double up at Newcastle. I've gone Redhead as well. That's right. a great beach. I like that a lot. Trisha, I've stayed on the northern beaches. Actually, at number three, I've got Shelley Beach, which is a beautiful little sort of cove. Then there's Little Manly, which is gorgeous, and then number one, Whale Beach. Beautiful, yeah, nice. It's, yeah, on a nice day. It's oh, beautiful. It's when, the, when the swell gets big, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy there. Yeah, the, the waves can get a little bit. Gnarly. Don't say it. Gnarly. Gnarly. It's epic. Uh, what are you, Coops? I had uh, Collaroy Beach. Um, oh, keep it although, in the although, although it's more of a lake, um, mm. it's pretty good as well. Uh, then I had uh, Janjuk down in Melbourne. Oh, yeah, right. nice. Yep. Been down there for a couple of trips. And uh, Malulabar Beach up at the Sunshine Coast. That is a beautiful beach. Very nice. Gorgeous. Uh, this one here, Jake in Tenderfield. Hello to all the people in Tenderfield. I went there as a uh, as a young boy. Now, John's family, who are your favourite fringe actors in movie history? And Jake's done some examples here. So it was exactly what you were talking about before. Yeah, yeah, like those extras. He, he was using the example of Ben Stiller in Happy Gilmore with a cup of tea. Excuse me, I'll give you a cup of shut the hell up. <laughs> Jack, you've got a favourite fringe character? Yeah, I've gone... Um I've gone pretty – I think someone might say this. I've gone Rob Schneider in every uh, Adam yeah, Sandler movie he's ever. He's pretty good. Spot on. You can do it. Mm. He's always good. And the other guy is Rob Mich- – it's Steve Machini. Steve Buscemi. Yeah. Anyway, one of those guys. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you, Coops? Uh, I had the big dude in Happy Gilmore where he says, um, I believe this is Mr. Gilmore's jacket. He was an old actor. He used – in the James Bond movie, he was the ultimate villain, Jaws. Remember that? Mm, yeah, mm. yeah. Trish? How about – Gone a little uh, off track, and I've gone for Pumba in The Lion King. Oh yeah, I okay. loved him. Yeah, okay. Pumba and Timon. Timon. Well, well, good for you. Yeah. Pumba the warthog. Everyone loves animation. <laughs> um, I've gone sea bass from, uh, <laughs> from Dumb and Dumber because uh, uh, you know he goes uh, kick his ass, sea bass. The sea bass uh, said, "Just pick up the bill." 
Seabass said that. Seabass, <laughs> actually, we went to get him on Triple M. We had this thing on Triple M that we would interview a lot of these fringe characters. Um, the actor in Bad Boy Bubby, we got, got him on. And we so, got. Sorry, who's and, he? Anyway, we reached out to Seabass, the guy who plays Seabass, and asked him to come on the show. And he said, Look, guys, I'd love to, but I've left that behind. He's actually the general manager of a, one of the NHL teams with the ice hockey yeah, in Canada. So there you go. That's what Seabass is up to these days. Um, Derek, in Roppongi, Japan. Well, we had a great time with in Roppongi. Guys, I'm in Japan working here for another few years. Met you and Trish at the sports bar here in 2016. A question to you all. If you could have a night out with any person, who would it be? I'll lead off here. I'd name Kevin Costner. Mm. Really? I think he's earthy. He'd have a lot of good stories. In fact, on the 1990 Kangaroo Tour, when the, that, when the Kangaroos were playing France... In France, he actually turned up at the sheds at half time, come in the sheds. Wow. Because he was shooting Robin Hood. Um, Prince of Robin Thieves. Hood. Yes, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves at the time. Jacko? Uh, I've gone Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, yeah would you? Yeah, I'd be a fan of his. Movie Shooter and yeah. other films. He came into Triple M, he was a pretty serious cat. Mm. Oh, is he? Mm. He looks it. Yeah. Who's thinking that? Yeah. You actually look a bit like him, Dad, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I've got a great body. <laughs> that. Cooper? I think you meant in stature, in height. Um, <laughs> Thanks, mate. I had I had our Lord and Saviour. Oh, what? Jesus. No, Peter Peter Valandi. <laughs> <laughs> well, we might be able to organise that. Um, Trisha. Um, <laughs> Very going, good, Cooper. I'm going with um, Adam Sandler, hoping he brings Rob Schneider and Drew Barrymore along. Brings them along. Yeah. He might bring uh, might bring a whole lot of his mates along. They're well, usually I in his films. Pretty, yeah, that, that's <laughs> what I like. I like how they sort of have the constant game. Let's hope it is. That must yeah. mean he's a pretty loyal. Yeah, he does. Good sort of a fella. Yes. That's what I'd like. Let's hope it's the um, let's hope it's the Adam Sandler in Happy Gilmore and uh, Billy Madison, not the Adam Sandler in Blended and Jack and Jill. Jack and Jill. <laughs> oh dear, kill me now. Oh, oh God, take me now. I've seen it all. This one from Willie Velson, which is a nice little turn of phrase from Port Moresby. Um, guys, what's the weirdest thing about each of you? I'll lead off here. Right on. I find the weirdest thing about Jack is when Jack sits on our white lounge and actually picks apart the warts on his leg with a knife. I, Trish, you, you, yeah, I've seen it. You're, uh, that's wrong on a number of levels. You're painting me in a very bad light. That's, yeah. that's wrong on, another, another, uh, on a few levels. The other thing is oftentimes you'll eat, use that knife to eat. That's a lie. Okay, if it sounds good. Uh, as a, <laughs> this one about Cooper. As a baby... Cooper would do a poo in his nappy, take it off and smear it all over himself. <laughs> no, not that? over himself, over the cot. Over the cot. But some, yeah. when you're away, when you're back in Australia for a couple of weeks, you ha- I went there and I was running left training and literally it was through his hair and everywhere. And I had to throw you in the bath and I had to quickly get you to the – you stayed at the daycare. At just the nursery. At, at the nursery. And as I was walking to the nursery, I looked down – and there was a huge piece of shit just on your hand. Oh, well, you and didn't bath him very well. And I just, I just, I just flicked it off, licked it, and said, "Oh, here they are." No <laughs> oh, And yeah. Trish, of you, is what? Trish's penchant of not flushing the toilet. Oh, right? stop that! That's a damn lie. I'm a telling the people lie. it's true. Yeah. And I go, Trish, and you go, "Oh God, I forgot again." <laughs> Did you forget, Trish? <sighs> That's disgusting. Uh, sure is. Okay, coops. Yours is your bizarrely long fingernails and toenails. They're yeah. like uh, they're longer than mine. They're strong and long, and they grow super quick, which is obviously a healthy indication of your body. Um, Calcium. Yeah, but very weird. Uh, Jacko, yours is when you were really young, nice and remember you. when he couldn't wear? He'd hate to have his undies on, yeah. and he'd wear them down past his butt cheeks. That was a byproduct of your yeah, yeah, because of your <laughs> strangeness. Um, and yours at the moment, Matt, is just not wearing any undies ever. I haven't worn wear I, undies. Yeah, but what about mandrip? Uh, yeah, mandrip. It's mandrip, not nice, mandrip. and it's, no one wants to see that. Mandrip oh. was that a magician? <laughs> Actually, not a bad. No name. one wants I to see that. I, I, for thirty years, I, I haven't wore undies. That's undies. a lie. You, you, you I, did, bullshit. You did wear undies. I wore undies to impress you, right? Well, th- when we first started dating, I wore undies for thirty years, apart from training when I played. Okay, Cooper. Why have I never picked up on that? Mm. Really? You've never picked um, up on that? No. Yeah. Oh, gladly. Yeah. 
Uh, well, I just had to think of mine because I thought we were talking about ourselves. Yeah, but, go uh, for I it. didn't know we were shaming each, each other. No, oh, no, I'd no, no. I'm not going to pick out my flaws now. Guys, <laughs> guys, one of the things about I said, pod, one of the keys of radio is you don't talk over each other. Okay, Coop, you go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dad, your nipples. Um, oh, what? You, you've got you've got these frisky little hard nipples. They're sort of like little dingleberries no. hanging off your uh, off your boobs. Dingleberries. My like ape nipples. Your whole life, you've never said that to me before. <laughs> <laughs> the, well, now I have. <laughs> really? They're, yeah. Trish, they're actually, lovely nipples. I see Thank it. you. I see it now. <laughs> uh, and Jack, Jack's got a third nipple. He does. Uh, that's just disgusting. It's yeah. not. It's not even. It doesn't it even looks, look like one. It's like a little freckle. And then, and then, Mum, I had, um, yes. I had, I couldn't find anything weird about you. You're perfect. You oh. are smart. You are a giant. You're going to get a call about three p.m. today asking yeah. for something. Yes. <laughs> what about you, Jack? Uh, I've gone, Trish. Oh. <laughs> uh, happily farts in front of my mates. Yes. I do not. You'd always Trish. have. You see, so she's smirking people. She's smirking. <laughs> but is it right like now. happily, like just? Uh, like I don't make a performance of it. It's I, just like just sneak it through. Like if there's a whole group of guys. Surely one of them will cop the blame. I'm, sorry. So you know, you're you're talking about fast going. Oh, it's a happy one. What is a happy fart <laughs> compared to like an angry fart? Because <laughs> mate, I tell you, I, 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 actually now I'm thinking about it. You were doing a few angry farts last night. Like, brr, like no, a, I was not. Again, yeah. you just tell lies. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what, people? I'm not. What are, okay, Jake. And then I went, Cooper, uh, his nudity, always. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Always, like happily nude. And then you, Matthew, your right eye. Oh. Oh, yes. What's wrong with it? Oh, when it starts clicking down. Mm, uh, I, After a couple of drinks. People, I, you know, I do all sorts of things in this family, including hide alcohol, but I can't hide the fact that I've had a couple of drinks because my right eye starts to sink. It does. Yeah, it does. Okay, guys, that was uh, a lot of fun today. Cooper, we'll maybe try to pay you a visit while you're up this way in Sydney. For a lot. And... Um, Jack, just keep doing what you're doing because you're doing well. And Trish, <laughs> do something about your farting. Aww. Okay, see you guys. See ya. S- see you guys. See ya. Are you ready to get an inside look at crime from someone who has investigated some of Australia's worst crimes? It was like Aladdin's cave. The luminol found bloodied footprints and bloodied handprints on a wall. So it's just like a horror movie. Former homicide detective Gary Jubilant sits down with cops, crims, addicts, victims, small-time cheats, and big-town lawyers as they tell their incredible stories. My house got raided. Next thing you know, I got bail refused. Next thing you know, I'm on a truck to Parkley Prison. Listen to I Catch Killers early and ad-free on Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts today or wherever you get your podcasts.